So, Berto, I want you to think about someone you know who you really, really dislike. So, it, I and 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 you listeners included or yeah, I'm included okay. in that. So, I it, it, listeners out there, I also want you to think about think about just identify one or two people that you really hate because of their personality. Can, are these people that I know on a personal basis or can they be a celebrity? No, someone you know. On a someone basis. someone who personally hurt you. Oh. Someone who you really really dislike. Someone who treated you very unfairly. Oh, okay. And it, you know, it never resolved. Okay, okay, okay. Um and, you know, Oh, I know. Okay, got okay, it. You got someone? The listeners, you got someone like Think of someone, maybe it's an ex-partner, I don't know, or a, a boss you had once, or but someone you knew well enough to know their personality and they treated you really badly. Oh, wait, well enough to know their personality. Damn it. I failed. <laughs> okay, let me rethink it. So, yeah, like I said, it'd be a boss, an ex-partner, or someone in your family. And they or, really mistreated me. Or, yeah, it couldn't be like someone at a restaurant like a waitress or something you know right, right. it's, it's got to be someone that you had somewhat of enough experience enough to evaluate the personality uh, I, okay i have one okay you you don't get but, hurt by a lot of but people I don't hate... well but you know but okay. someone that they're, they're they, they hurt other people maybe. oh they hurt other people do you know what i mean do you have someone in mind that oh, that hurts lots of people yeah i guess so yes okay yes well today we're going to talk about the four most hated personality traits. Okay. And we'll see if the person you thought of mm-hmm. has any of these traits. Okay. Welcome to the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I am a therapist and a professor. My name is Humberto Castaneda, and I am a Fresca distributor. Okay, Berto, tell me about this person. Why do you hate them without revealing, of course, who they of course, are? But, but w- w- what do you, what, what about their personality makes you hate this person or feel upset about them? Yes, I feel upset. Hate is a strong word. Yeah. But I feel upset because selfish. This okay. person was very, very selfish. Okay. And uh, they lied. Ooh. Why did they lie? For personal gain? In a way, yes. And definitely also... But, but, but also lied sometimes without seeming cause. Okay. Like there were things that they would say that were definitely not true that I, I couldn't point to a good reason why those were lies, you know? Interesting. Um, another one would be... Um, oh, okay. And then the other one would be uh, deception. Which is a version of lying, but this one was more like uh, going behind your back and and actually doing something that is, is like let's put it this way, cheating. Okay. Cheating. Okay. Cheating on someone. Okay. Good. So keep that in mind as we go through what is called the dark tetrad. Mm-hmm. It's the dark four personality traits in psychology that we identify as being the most terrible <laughs> as being the most destructive to other people kindness loyalty <laughs> right it used to be the dark triad but then they added this first one sadism and it's now the dark tetrad which wow. i find is a terrible name it should be i think it should be called because tetrad i don't think a lot of people know that tetrad means four sure i, th- I think it should be like 
the dark four or the something. Dark four. In psychology, we have the big five, mm-hmm. which are just like general personality traits. So it's like, why not the dark? It's called the four horsemen. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so the first one, sadism. What's sadism, Berto? How would you define that? When you get pleasure or enjoyment out of other people's misery, pain, suffering. Exactly. Only thing I would add to that is humiliation. Ooh, just a version of that. Yeah, yeah. Deriving pleasure from inflicting pain, suffering, and humiliation on others. There's also another thing they call vicarious sadism where they'll get pleasure from watching the suffering that they didn't cause. I see. Like watching a beheading on YouTube or something. Right. Like they get a lot of... So that's sort of a vicarious sadism. Most sadists actually get pleasure from themselves inflicting the pain. So did this person exhibit any sadism? I hope not because that's a pretty terrible... No, I would not say so. So you don't think that this person that upset you got any kind of pleasure from actually making other people suffer. Yeah, I don't just, think just so. Just for that only reason. Yeah, I don't think so. I, 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 the only behavior I ever noticed was enjoyment, more of a schadenfreude type behavior or enjoyment out of someone they disliked getting their comeuppance. Yeah. But that is not that uncommon. Right. So now this person might have made other people suffer, but it wasn't because purely out of a reason of just yeah. like getting off on watching yeah, people I would not suffer. Say that. Yeah, I mean, people in this, people with this category of personality will be cruel to animals. They'll they'll torture animals. You know, they'll yeah. put the cat in the microwave because they get off on watching the cat suffer, oh or they'll poke eyes out of do- oh. of dogs, or they'll. Or, you know... Yeah, can, I, can I just say, so, I, I am someone that ha- has internal conversations and struggles when I have to murder a moth, yeah. a mosquito, or a fly. <laughs> Those are the only three kinds of creatures that I will murder. Yeah. And the reason is the moth will destroy your, your clothing. It, it will populate and it's bad for allergies. A whole bunch of reasons. They will infest the house. Mosquitoes will, you know, they are... They transmit disease, especially in certain areas of the world, and they will produce lots of uh, hassle. And flies carry disease as well, blah, blah, blah. I will never kill a, a spider, no matter how big it is. You know, I will always carry it outside uh, and things like that and on and on. But I have these internal monologues. Even with, I'm like, I'm so sorry about this, but I have to do this. Yeah. And then I just do it. And then, and then it always feels bad. Yeah. So I cannot even begin to comprehend. I know. Like, if I had to hunt for a living, I would probably die out of... I'd probably have to eat, like, corn, and then I'd feel bad about the corn. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So, you're the, you're the opposite of a sadist. That's good. All right. The second one of the dark tetrad is Machiavellianism. Machiavellianism. What, what is Machiavellianism, Berto? Uh, it comes from the Machiavelli, the prince, the, the, the manipulation for one's personal gain, the, the using people and kind of man, conniving to get ahead by putting this one against that one and, and all this intrigue, et cetera. Good. Not necessarily intrigue. That's a version of it, but the first bit, absolutely. It's named after, as you said, the philosophy of Niccolo Machiavelli. Uh, you, you speak Spanish, which is close to Italian. <laughs> can, can you say Niccolo Machiavelli in a good Niccolo act? Ma- oh, this is so racist. Niccolo <laughs> Machiavelli. Okay. Uh, by, by the way, uh, the word Machiavelli, Machiavellian, because of that, became associated just kind of intrinsically with evil. Right. 
So he's like, oh, it's Machiavellian. It sounds evil. Machia- right. Oh, Machiavellian. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it just sounds. Yeah. yeah. Sort of onomatopoeia. Yeah. Yeah. He lived from 1469 69, uh, to 1527. 27. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was Italian Renaissance politician and philosopher. He has often been called the founder of the modern political science uh, field. He also wrote comedies, carnival songs, and poetry. I'm trying to imagine <laughs> what sort of carnival songs he would have written. You know what I mean? <laughs> we all go down and murder the emperor to take over the country. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And he, he wrote poetry, too. You know. Anyway. And you mentioned his most famous work, The Prince, published in 1513. Machiavelli described in this in this book behavior such as lying to people and killing innocent people uh, as being normal in the political landscape and necessary and and necessary and he seemed to endorse it to some extent. I, I always felt like it wasn't quite as an endorsement as it was a. Uh, it's the the politic. Uh, what was the the Kissinger uh, strategy? Real politic. Yeah, it was kind of an acknowledgement of reality. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's Machiavellianism. And as you said, it's engaging in interpersonal manipulation. Uh, Machia- people with this psychological trait, are, personality trait, are uh, low agreeableness. So they aren't very agreeable. They're not, I don't think so. <laughs> they're not very conscientious, is the word that we use in psychology for being organized and thoughtful and non-impulsive, like goal-oriented behavior. So they're not very conscientious, people who are Machiavellian. Oh, that's that's surprising because I guess it's just the way it's defined in psychology because I would have thought, oh, if they're Machiavellian, they're planning it all out. They're plotting. Well, <laughs> if... It, right. So if if... the And this comes from all the movies with villains is... Yeah. They will match up Machiavellian people with conscientiousness, but that, and it's not that those two traits can't exist in the same right, person. Right, They're just right. not associated with each other. If you tend to be Machiavellian, you're actually not a very good planner of, of your life. Interesting. You're just you have an impulse to to you know manipulate other people for your own gain. Um, and it often goes hand in hand with psychopathy, which we'll get into in a second. Okay. The third, so we, so we got sadism, Machiavellianism. And, well, let me ask you, is this person yes. Machiavellian? Yes. How yes. so? The manipulation, the manipulation, emotional manipulation. Okay. But. To, to that person's gain? Yeah. Well, at least what they think might be their emotional gain. Right. It wasn't, I don't know if it was financial or anything, but, but I'll say this. It was done in such a weird way because when when you're in the middle of it, I never saw it that way. It was only stepping out and then being like, wow, that's so manipulative, you yeah. know? It, 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 and in some ways, I was almost thinking they might not even been aware that they were doing it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Unknown. I mean, maybe yeah. you don't know, yeah. but, but there's questions. And the third of the dark tre- tetrad is narcissism. What's yes. this? How would you define narcissism, Berto? Well, um, I always say correctly that no. Basically, <laughs> it's it's um, the self-centered. Uh, the world revolves around you, and everything is about you, and, and the center of attention should be around you. Yeah, 
I have the best definition of narcissism. I have all the best narcissism definitions. My definitions of narcissism are the best. Yeah, grandiosity, entitlement, dominance is another thing you want to dominate, and you feel superior, and you need people to praise you. You need yeah. you're frequently wanting that and needing that. And when I, you, I have narcissists, and narcissistic when, tendencies. Well, so do I as yeah. a, as a podcast. No, I have more. <laughs> and narcissistic people tend to have high extroversion, and they tend to be very open to experience but they tend to be low on agreeableness and narcissism often goes hand in hand with psychopathy, just like Machiavellianism. Can you define agreeableness for me in in this context? It's just being generally agreeable, you know, a pleaser, pleaser. someone who, who thinks about other people's feelings and tries to, to accommodate that. So I think that was maybe where, where my narcissistic tendencies get balanced out a little bit is that I don't, totally disregard others like i you know right yeah you can be slightly narcissistic while having absolute empathy for other people yeah yeah okay so but when you know narcissism becomes extreme you and and honestly you know you could probably imagine times in your life when your own narcissism spins out of control temporarily yep and you find yourself going against your truer nature of being nice to other people. Yes. And the fourth uh, trait in the dark tetrad is psychopathy. What's this? What's this, Berto? Oh, this is the, like we've said before, lack of empathy um, and basically just not being able to relate on an emotional level with with what others might be going through or feeling. Right, because you don't have those feelings and so you just, you don't understand other people's feelings all the time. Yeah, this is also this is associated with uh, impulsivity and thrill-seeking behaviors. So, we've been talking about these different personality traits. These are the big five personality mm-hmm. traits. We have extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, neuroticism, which is emotional instability, anxiety, depression, this kind of thing, and openness. So, extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, neuroticism, openness. This is the big five personality traits. Interesting. And and what when you say those the big five, does the grouping of them have a thing? Like here, you're saying, oh, some people could have the four tra- tetra ones, but well, so it's it's has a long sort of history, the big five. But they, and I'll get to the specifics on psychopathy in a second. But the history is that they, you know, researchers were trying to figure out the major categories of personality that could be measured so that everyone isn't measuring all these other, you know, every that we, you know, they're trying to say, look, we have to figure out a way of measuring personality in a simple universal way. Consistent language. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. And so Uh, what are they again? Conscientiousness. So I'll go one by one. So psychopaths, psychopaths, people with this personality trait of psychopathy on extroversion, are they high, mid or low? Do you think extroversion? (sighs) That's an interesting question. So I would have said, from movies, I would have said, uh, with certain movies, I would have said high, but then now that I think about it, I would say low. It's high. It is high. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's associated. People with psych- psychopathic traits tend to have more extroversion. Okay. No, than, that ma- than I not, guess that makes sense. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not very, I don't know. It's not 
very um, intuitive because you would think if you didn't have empathy, you would actually not interact with a lot of people. But the the reason it's it sort of makes sense to me now is that uh, that's the whole point. You don't really care. Like you don't yeah. care what they say. Like you don't care. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Whatever. Strange. So that's the. What about agreeableness? Is it low, mid, or high? Low. Great. Good. Pretty obvious there. What about conscientiousness or? Being, Zero. Being, yeah, right. They're not very organized. They're not very thoughtful. And yeah. this is the misconception because psychopaths in movies are often extremely conscientious. Yes. They're actually they're very organized, very they thoughtful. planned for 10 years. Right. And- but, but the typical psychopath is a, a terrible planner and will frequently just shoot themselves in their own foot, you mm-hmm. know, committing a minor crime and going back, back right. to prison or something. And what about neuroticism or emotional instability? Are they low, mid, or high? high. They're actually low. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's strange. I mean, certainly psychopaths can have Yeah. Difficult- There's a bell curve for everything. Yeah. <laughs> and what about openness or adventurousness, being open to experiences and wanting experiences? Uh, high. Yeah. They're high. You know, the, th- the feeling there is, is that because they don't have much emotion, they need a lot of stimulation to to entertain them. Okay, so that's the dark tetrad. Any final words on on that? Um, so I'm curious. Oh, what about what about those? We had to, wait. We didn't talk about narcissism Narcissi- and psychopathy yeah, yeah. with this yeah. person you were thinking of. Are they narcissistic? Yeah, definitely. How so? Um, basically, in the end, it was their movie. And we were actors, second-rate actors. Yeah, the first word you said was selfish. Yeah. Which is, you know, a narcissistic trait. And again, sometimes it it was deceptive because sometimes uh, this person came off as actually caring and um, not so concerned about themselves. But the more you kind of, the more I saw the person over the years and how they were with myself and others... I was like, oh, wow, really? Like the whole world revolves around this person. And it was kind of, you know. As far as psychopathy, I don't think so. Not like, not total lack of empathy, but... But on the scale of uh, Okay, I I will say that some lack of empathy. So below average. Below average empathy. Okay, so some psychopathy. So what I'm hearing is Machiavellianism... Narcissism and psychopathy. Although I, I will say one thing though, because this person was really able to connect on certain topics and things okay. like music. Okay, and, so things that they enjoyed. Yeah, they had genuine connection with and other emotion and feeling. So yeah. it wasn't like this dead eye shark, white, great white shark, or something. Right, and that's yeah. the whole thing. Is it's a spectrum yeah. for a lot of these things, but this person isn't a sadist. So they have the traditional dark triad, which is Machiavellianism, narcissism, and psychopathy. But, but this person doesn't take pleasure in harming other people. Just basically antisocial person who doesn't think about other people, not so great empathy, fairly into themselves and that sort of thing. Would, well, what about the big five? What about extroversion? What about, what about that? Extroverted? Yep. What about agreeableness? Very agreeable? Um, middle. Middle? What about conscientiousness? Oh, yeah. That's an interesting one. Um, it seemed high, but in reality, it was middle or lower than middle. Right. 
What about neuroticism or emotional instability? Uh, lower than middle. Okay. Interesting, right? Yeah. So not very emotional, not very emotionally unstable, not, not depressed, anxious, that kind of thing. Okay. I'll go lower, maybe okay. low. So not very much. Uh, sorry. No, no. The other way around. High. Um, not high, above above average. Okay. So in other words, they were somewhat unstable emotionally. Okay. What about openness to new things and adventures? Yes, high. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so for the most part, fitting the profile of someone in this category. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, so uh, that is the Dark Tetrad, and we are now talking just to the patrons, by the way. Oh, wow. So what do we want to say just to the patrons of the podcast? Ignore everything we just said. It was all lies. We are psychopathic liars. Yeah. (laughs) And now we're just going to talk about ourselves. Because we're narcissists. For the next hour. (laughs) We want to inflict pain into your ears. (laughs) No. We thank you so much for being patrons. We love you so much. We wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. It's such a pleasure to have a few hundred people who support the podcast in a very real way. And it's extremely gratifying to, right. to know that you guys will put your dollars on the line and actually support us. Put your monies where your mouths are, yeah. or where our mouths are. What? All right. Well, that does it for another episode <laughs> of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself because you deserve it. <laughs>